African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. And welcome to yet another interactive installment of African Dialogue. You're tuned into Channel Africa, your gateway to Africa, bringing news from an African perspective. I'm your host, Ayanda Mkwanaz. And remember that our frequency has changed. We are on the frequency 7230 kHz on the 41-meter band to Southern Africa. Now, last month, Stats SA released the Labor Force Survey for the third quarter, showing that unemployment increased by 0.3% to 27.5%. This means that 6.2 million South Africans are jobless, compared to 6.1 million people in the prior quarter. The expanded definition of unemployment, which includes people who have stopped looking for work, also rose slightly to 37.3% from 37.2% in the third quarter. More worryingly, Stats SA says youth unemployment is at a record high of 52.8%. Now, to help us unpack and talk about this issue of unemployment, we've got on the line Mamukheti Molopiane, who is a labor analyst, and also Nkulule Gondlov, who is the organizer of a Fighting Against Graduate Unemployment March, which was held yesterday. Good morning to both of you, and thank you for joining us. Uh, good morning, good morning. if I may start with you, I mean, the economy is not doing well. We've seen these investment summits being held over the last few weeks. Does this figure 27.5 come as a surprise to you? Of the economy, this is just not surprising. In fact, some of us expected it to be slightly higher. So we are not surprised that um, there is an increase in it. I think what perhaps for me drove the point home uh, in terms of the crisis of unemployment Mm. is the double digits of youth unemployment. I mean, Mm. when you look at the percentage, you mentioned it earlier, it's twice as high as the overall national unemployment. That for me is a crisis. Mm. Now, I mean, this, this, it is a crisis, and I agree you're saying this, but does it, this, this youth unemployment of 52.8%, does it indicate perhaps a government's failure to, to, imp- to plan and invest in its youth? Oh, absolutely. But also it, it, it signals a failure of not just government, the private sector to absorb mm. young workers into the workplace. And obviously young workers would be graduates i had you introducing me and somebody on the graduate side Mm. obviously young workers would be that and for me that is a problem and perhaps not just for me even probably for the people who are studying uh, population patterns that is a problem given that in the next five ten years south africa not just south africa alone but southern africa and sub-Saharan Africa is a is a place where most of the population are going to be young people. Mm. So if now we cannot, uh, as government, have policies that are geared towards helping the youth, and as such the private sector can absorb them in our, in, in 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 hiring them, that for me is an urgent urgent uh, matter that must be addressed. And it is a crisis, yes, because we have too many young people unemployed who by right should be economically active. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurule Gondlovu, we've got you on the line. 
Yesterday, you, you, you took to the streets with, with, with your fellow um, graduates. What, what were you hoping to achieve? And, I mean, do you feel that it was worth it? I mean, you hear that Umamukheti is talking about the matter of urgency, that government needs to come to the table, private sector needs to come to the table. But do you, do you feel that there is this understanding that this matter is quite urgent? Yeah, thank you very much to be part of, 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 of your show. Yeah, yesterday we, we, we decided to took a stand and to, to, to share our, our pain and the grievances with the, with the government because of, of, of the high rate of unemployment, especially to, to young people. If you could look at the statistics, uh, they, they even tell you that the unemployment rate is 27.5%. Uh, I'm speaking about the third quarter of 2018 from 27.2% in the previous period. So basically, you, 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 you have an unemployment rate that has increased by 127,000 to 6.21 million. So basically, it has even advanced to 92,000, that makes it to 16.38 million. But when you look at the labor force, the majority of the people who are affected by the unemployment are young people. So basically, there is a problem, but therefore, how then do we find the solution? That is why yesterday we decided to say, you know what, government, yes, we, we, we have identified a problem with you, but therefore you can't uh, want to address the problem alone in the presence of your own unemployed graduate. And, I mean, what was the reception uh, like for you, uh, graduates, there in Kuduleko? Sorry? How was the reception from, from the union buildings? Uh, Basically, yesterday we, we in fact were hoping that probably we were going to find uh, somebody else who were going to exist, who were going to say, you know what, mm. we have read your memorandum, because the memorandum, we, I submitted the memorandum on the 28th of September 2008 on behalf of the unemployed graduate. In fact, I was charged by the unemployed graduate to, to submit a memorandum. Mm. So when I submitted the memorandum on the 28th of September 2018, hoping to 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 receive the uh, response from in the office of the president. So yesterday there was no response. Only Mr. Vincent was an official. Mm. Uh, there was nothing that Mr. Vincent. Uh, in fact, he did not even share anything with us. Besides, by telling us that no, I'm going to share this memorandum with the president, and therefore we should wait for the president within these seven working days mm. for the response. Okay, I'd like to just pause you there and acknowledge the Statistician General and Head of Statistics South Africa, Mr. Risenga Maluleka. Good morning. Good morning, and again, good morning to the listeners. Now, SG, you know, we've just spoken to this unemployed graduate, Nkurule Gondlovu, who is in KZN, and I'm sure you heard some of those tail ending of his, of his message. But, you know, just to start off with you, this 27.5% is, is, is quite a big number. And the 58.52.8% is even a bigger number. How do we begin to unpack this? Firstly, uh, whether a number is big or small, mm. it's not what Statistics South Africa would want to put ourselves in. Because if we start feeling that numbers are big or they are small, we would never make them available to the public. Mm. So what we do is... Uh, all we can talk about is that there is indeed uh, uh, unemployment sitting at 27.5%, which has moved up by uh, 
uh, 0.3 of a percentage point. But to be specific, generally young people are much more vulnerable to labor markets. And uh, 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 if we look at the unemployment rate, Mm. before we talk about young people, the unemployment rate generally uh, uh, sitting at 27.5%. Those with less than metric, it's uh, 31.9%. But with graduates, unemployment is 6.4%. But we are talking about graduates of all ages. Mm, mm. Now, when we come to young people aged 15 to 24 years, their unemployment rate is 27.7%, which is two percentage points above the national average. So you can see that regardless of education, young people are affected by unemployment. Mm. It's even better when graduates are higher than the ages of 25 because then it drops to 9.4%. But generally, those a lot more young are affected the most. So there is an issue of graduate unemployment as well. Mm. SG, have there been um, certain key facts that have been identified as contributing to the rate of 52.8%? The the biggest contributor to unemployment, Mm. and we have seen it over censuses and the community survey, uh, is education. So those that are, uh, are better educated uh, if you have less than metric, as I've already indicated, your unemployment rate for young people 15 to 24 is even higher. It's about 55%, 54.9%, mm. whereas it drops to 27.7% by about uh, uh, 20 percentage points at, uh, uh, at, uh, at those who are less than metric and those who are graduating. Mm. So... Uh, education does play uh, play a big contributor to unemployment. Mamocheti, mm, mm. um, you spoke about, you know, you touched on private sector sort of absorbing also um, young people. But, I mean, what, 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 what could be some of those challenges that, you know, that private sector is not coming to the table, so it seems? Well, the private sector has said, it has a problem in the sense that there's a skills mismatch between itself um, and the graduates that are coming out from a higher education institution. Mm. In other words, the, the graduates are not what corporate South Africa is looking for. Mm. And I think, and even though it may be a valid reason, it to me remains um, a biggest excuse as to private sector when it comes for them to hiring graduates. Another aspect, of course, it remains to be the, in the uh, rather the the output, the education output mm. that uh, we have, the quality of education. I mean, yesterday I was reading a report from um, the Human Development Index, and it said that countries, Asian countries, are reaping the rewards of investing in its people from a young age. From mm. a young age. Mm. And South Africa seems to be struggling with that aspect in terms of better education outcomes at a primary level and at a middle school level so that by the time most of them get to higher education, they have the quality of education that will enable them to select careers that are needed by the corporate 
Um, and I mean, um, Nkululeko, are you still there? I'm still here, man. Okay, so I mean, you're hearing that you know it's not only just a matter of um, the graduates, but it's also just education as a whole and unemployment in general. Um, but I mean, as a graduate, you do stand a better chance. But you're also in that in in that um, in that hole at the moment. At 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 the moment, the way things are are looking in the country, does it give you any hope that um, going forward, your voice will be heard? Yeah, it does give me a, 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 a hope because I'm speaking with the government who listens to it, people. The last time I I I, I checked, because at the end of the day, it is us as graduates who must bring hope. To, to, to those who are still at the teacher level, especially to those who are still at the primary and high schools. So uh, I, I, it is, I think probably at the end of the day, we must raise hope to them so that they must see the importance of education. Because the reality of the matter is that you have so much a uh, number of, of, of young people in South Africa who are, who are not participating in assisting the government. Therefore, how then do we assist our government? We must approach our government. Mm. We we can. Uh, yesterday we decided to say, you know what? It's not easy for us to have to to to, to have an access in our government because the distance between us and our government there is a gap between us and the government, and there's also a gap between the government and the private sector, and there's also a gap between us and also a private sector. So therefore, at the end of the day, it is us and the government and the private sector by working at the end of the day, we must find a solution. And the solution is going to raise hope to, to, to our brothers and sisters who are still at primary and high school mm-hmm. and even even at teacher. And the, and, and, and the moment we, we, we bring hope, it is where we are going to try to reduce even the issue of crime. Crime is increased. What informs crime to increase? You will find the number of, of, of young people who are unemployed becoming frustrated. You see, when you are frustrated, trust me, when you are frustrated, mm. knowing exactly that you have spent uh, four years at the tertiary level without employment, without an experience, basically, you are useless to the system because mm. it does not have all these things that the system requires. Mm. So you are going to be frustrated. And when you are frustrated, you lose hope. That's well, why I'm saying the mm. government must restore hope to young people who are graduate, to young people who are still going to graduate, to young people who are still at high school, and to young people who are still at primary. Well, let's hold it right there. Let's go for a quick break. And then afterwards, we can just talk about, you know, are there other skills we should be looking at investing in? Are there other sectors we should be looking at also um, you know, just making it more important, uh, giving people more options. What should we be looking at? And all this public and private partnership also, um, how then do we facilitate that? But we'll talk about that after the break. Are you looking for opportunities to network with Africa's business leaders? Do you want to engage with movers and shakers and participate in master classes presented by industry experts? Then, here's your personal invitation to attend the fourth annual Africa Women Innovation and Entrepreneurship Forum and exhibition taking place on the 8th and 9th of November in Cape Town, South Africa. If you want to register, then visit www.awi.com 
www.awiem.org. Again, www.awiem.org. If you cannot make the event, then don't worry. You can follow it through live broadcasts on Channel Africa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalun Yenzovo and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Welcome back to African Dialogue. It's 25 minutes after 11 Central African time. Now remember that African Dialogue comes to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. You're also welcome to interact with us via Twitter at Channel Africa, Facebook, or you can simply SMS your views to plus two seven seven nine six nine five seven nine three zero. If you want to email us, kindly do so at info at channelafrica.org. Now, um, you're listening to us. Um, this is African Dialogue. I'm your host, Ayandam Kwanazi. Uh, we've, we seem to have lost Mamocheti Molopiane, but we are still joined by Statistician General and Head of Statistics South Africa, Mr. Risenga Maluleke and Ngurule Gondlovo, who is the organizer of Fighting Against Graduate Employment March, which was held yesterday. Do we have you both? Yeah, by all means. Okay. SG, let's pick it up with you. I mean, the biggest employer is government. And we've seen um, SOEs um, of the likes of SABC and SAA threatening retrenchments. Is there a way to turn this around, looking at um, this issue of unemployment, looking at the fact that our economy is also just not picking up? Firstly, we should look at uh, government or the public sector having two arms. So uh, the, the parastatals are only part of the public sector, but they are not driven by uh, government policies because then you have uh, boards that have fiduciary duties and the like. Mm. So they only form part of the public sector. But if you ask me as statistician general, uh, I'm not allowed by law to start coming up with suggestions of what should happen or whether we can do this to the public sector, nor the private sector, because the moment I start giving opinions mm. of what should happen, when my advice doesn't hold water in the future, I will shy away from making the numbers available. Then I will have lost my independence. Mm. But uh, one thing that I can say is certainly our economy is in recession now. We have seen two quarters in a row mm. that have uh, indicated negative growth uh, and uh, unemployment over a, a period of a decade has been sitting between 20 and 30 percent. And of course, in the last uh, few years, it hasn't gone below 25 percent. Mm. 
Mamogeti Molopiani, are you back on? Yes, hello. Hi, hi. Um, I, I was just asking the, the SG, you know, looking at, uh, maybe I can also pose this question to you, um, looking at um, government being the biggest employer, and we've seen SOEs like SABC and SAA um, threatening to retrench people. Um, you know, is there a way to turn this around um, in terms of unemployment, in terms of looking at how the economy is, is doing? Yes, there is. And and even though it's not going to be popular, the state cannot continue to be the biggest employer. It's unsustainable when you uh, put it uh, in context or when you put a picture of it. On the one side, the state is the biggest employer. On the other hand, the amount of revenue it collects in terms of tax is from a small tax base. So in the longer run, it's unsustainable that the state and its SOEs are the biggest employer. However... As we had at the investment summit and the job summit, mm. what the state can do then it can remove many of the policy obstacles and bottlenecks that private sector often complain about when it comes to the ease of doing business and to the ease of of, of, of being able to function properly as, as as the private sector and to be able to create jobs. Um, and that's that. On the other hand, I always come back to the fact that it must be, the, of course, the, the environment must be conducive for the private sector to invest, but it must be the private sector that does the heavy lifting, the heavy lifting of investing here at home and creating jobs. If we are thinking the state is an investor at home, we, we got it all wrong and are getting twisted because it's unsustainable business private business, local or international, must invest here at home. The state must clear the path, uh, so to speak, and remove any obstacles for such an investment to take place. I think it's essential moving forward that we um, we focus on how do we kickstart the economy because we can have as many talks. We can have job summits, we can have investment summits, we can have endeavors. But at the end of the day, the average young person who's unemployed who's a graduate or who doesn't even have metric, at the end of the day, they want to know, how can I get a job? How can I get into an economy? How do I become economically active? And so what for me is critical is we know what needs to be done. But when I say we, I mean government, public, uh, private sector, and labor, can we just get going? Because the global economy does not wait for South Africa. South Africa must get going so that its economy uh, must start creating jobs. As the statistician general said there, two quarters of recession, it's unsustainable. So we cannot have years and years and quarters and quarters of economy that's in recession. Eventually, this machine, this economy, must start grinding again and get going, growing and creating jobs. Mamukheti, uh, now, you know, I remember a time when uh, Bladen Zimande was, was the Minister of, of Higher Education. You know, he really emphasized the refurbishment of Technicon so we can get these skills. And I also, you know, heard an interview with one of the experts on um, economy saying that skills is also something that we are, not, we are missing, which you've also mentioned that there's a skills mismatch. Now, when we try to sort of reverse and rectify this, do you think perhaps technicons are something that should be also continuously explored? 
Yes, and I do not know why in the first place um, with the with the democratic government as moving forward, we did away with uh, technicons or technical institution of technicons because they're still relevant to the economy and they offset and balance those who cannot be accommodated or accepted at universities and they absorb people who are going to use the skills um, in sectors that do not necessarily require universities. As such, it's important. However, as South Africa, we tend to be caught in what I call the what-if trap, the looking-back trap, where we did something bad and then we say, uh-oh, we shouldn't have done that, let's go and try and resuscitate that, when in fact the world has moved forward. So we, we have a problem of moving forward and moving backward. Um, and that doesn't happen because um, the skills that are now uh, from a technical kind of side of things are in time going to be displaced when you look at automation that is taking over in a workplace. I think uh, it's critical that we now reskill those who used to be employed mm. uh, for various sectors. We look at other sectors other than mining and manufacturing where we can absorb people with low skills or those without metrics. If we can do that, perhaps then we can, we can, we can, we can put a dent, not even reduce, but put a dent on the high unemployment. Thank mm. you. SG, what's your take? Because, you know, Mamocheti is emphasizing an important point of a skills mismatch. And I do remember, you know, back in the days, going to a Technicon was, was, was something to be proud of. I graduated from a Technicon. But, um, you know, it seems to have some type of a stigma, but it provides really good skills. Do we focus on that Technicon refurbishing, making Technicons ideal? Where do we kind of go from here? I've changed the name, mm. but the University of Technology still provide what Technicons used to provide. Mm. So if you ask me, uh, uh, the, the, the curriculum, and the emphasis in uh, a university of technology and uh, at a regular university mm. still differ. Mm. Uh, so so that, 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 that facility is still there. The one other thing that uh, uh, we see, obviously when the economy is uh, in recession, uh, uh, different uh, 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 sectors, including the, the, the private sector particularly, would find it very difficult to invest uh, for what do they invest if they don't have money to invest. However, uh, the one other thing that you will see, uh, let's open the Sunday Times every week, uh, there are jobs that are being advertised. And uh, it's not just uh, those that are employed that are moving around. And sometimes I see other jobs having to be advertised again and, and it's not a lot of jobs that do get advertised but it does give an indication that uh, there is a, sh- a shortage of skills somewhere so the skills uh, especially at entry uh, level are misaligned to what the job market is looking for uh, th- that that's that's one thing that uh, we we do pick up from uh, we see from time to time the other issue is uh, uh, look at manufacturing. Manufacturing used to be a top performer 
uh, and now it has declined to position number four. It used to contribute 20% to nominal GDP. Now it's contributing about 15%. It comes after finance, government, and trade. And if you look at jobs in trade, your, your retail, some of the jobs are seasonal. If you look at the shops, your pick and pay, checkers, and the like, they sometimes hire a lot of people during around Christmas time. One of the things that we see, looking at those that were employed in the third quarter, as, and it's common throughout all quarters, is that about a third, about 30% of the people that are employed in South Africa are in the area of uh, elementary skills, which uh, uh, you can do with any skill, as well as the uh, uh, domestic workership in the in the households. So uh, that shows us that the skilled workers are actually uh, a bit of a scarcity. Now I'd like us to go for our last break and then we sort of gather our points together. What is the way forward? What hope do we instill as a country now to people like Nkululeko um, and, and also, I mean, should we expect a relief on, on the job front anytime soon after the break? Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time. 1000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa. The voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective. Welcome back to African Dialogue at 11.45. Just a reminder, you'll have your econ news and at 11.50, your sports news. We are talking about unemployment in South Africa and talking to Nkurule uh, Gondlovo, who is the organizer of Fighting Against Graduate Unemployment, which was a march held yesterday to the union buildings. And we've got the Statistician General and Head of Statistics South Africa, Mr. Risenga Maluleke. Now, Nkurulego, um, a lot of people listen to our show. The President could be very well listening to this program right now. As an unemployed graduate, if the President were to be listening, what would you say to him? <laughs> Thank you very much. It sounds a tricky <laughs> It's not, because, I mean, considering <laughs> considering that you said yesterday you were despondent, yesterday you got there, you didn't, you didn't expect to sort of hand over your memorandum to someone who you didn't recognize. You expected it to be, you know, a proper uh, person who was a, a, an official of the presidency or even, you know, someone sent by the president, but you felt a bit despondent there as if it wasn't disregarded. It was as if it was disregarded. <laughs> okay. So basically, I also want the, the president to say, I've been reading some of of, 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 of of the programs that have been, some of the programs, especially there was a program that was launched by the president 
on the 27th of March 2018 uh, in, in Johannesburg with the Premier of Johannesburg and uh, the owner, Premier of Mr. Makura. I, I, I have studied that, 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 that program and there's a lot that need to, 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 to be fixed in that program. Uh, or, 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 or that was established by the president. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I have read uh, some some of the of, 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 of the programs and policies within the the, 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 the government and and, 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 and and the private sector. You could see the gap. Some of some of the policies of of the government they are not in line uh, with the education system because mm. the programs of the government they must be in line with the education system. So you can't have programs that are not in line with the education system. So therefore, it it also even creates another pro, another problem where you 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 have graduates who, 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 who have qualification being introduced in programs of the government, but the programs that are not in line with the education system. Mm. So mm. the president at, at some point, the president must call its own unemployed young people. Not only graduate person, but even the even graduate, the, the president must consult the graduate. The president must consult young people, not only to, to 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 not only through other people, but the president must come to us by himself, because at the end of the day, these issues are only affecting us as young people. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we have so so much to share with the president. But the problem is, we can't share these things with the president here on media because to be quite honest we we when you are suffering mm-hmm. and without the response and without a proper response from from the government per se therefore which means the government and 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 and, 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 and the private sector they are not listening to us you have a, a memorandum that has been submitted to to to, to the president mm-hmm. uh, and therefore you are waiting for the president to respond you don't know whether the president is going to respond or not because I will not be surprised when I don't I don't find any response because since on the third of July you have one in the very same two memorandum that has never been responded. Yes. So I hope the president is going to listen to us mm-hmm. as young people and I encourage all the young people mm-hmm. to fight and to take a stand in, 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 in making sure that we, we assist the, the the government rather than to, to, to identify problems. Yes, we have identified problems, but within those problems as young people, we mm. must also identify solutions. Mm. Um, SG, your parting shot, do you see any relief coming to the job front anytime soon? I mean, we've heard from the new finance minister in his midterm budget policy statement saying that the economic growth expected to be less than 1%, point, than 1% as a, pr- a predicted 1.3%. Well, for ourselves as Statistics South Africa, it's not to speculate what will happen. Mm. Every figure, every number, be it on the GDP, employment, population that we make available, is what we go and measure. Mm. So Mm. it would uh, be very speculative of uh, us uh, uh, at this point to say things will look like this. Because mm-hmm. then if they don't look like that, then we'll have misinformed the nation. So we, one thing we can guarantee to the nation is that we will always re, uh, illuminate, go and measure, and uh, uh, publish the information independently so, and illuminate the issues that the nation 
mm. be it political leaders, business leaders, policy formulators, as well as members of the society like Kululeko and, or any other member of the society. Mm. Uh, we will illuminate issues that they will uh, continue, need to continue to engage about, whether employment improves or, or, or otherwise. Those are the issues that will make available and the nation will be, be engaging from time to time. Mm. Well, that's the voice of Statistician General and Head of Statistics South Africa, Mr. Risenga Maluleke. Thank you so much for giving us your time. We also have Nkulile Gondlovu, who is the organizer of Fighting Against Graduate Unemployment, which was a march held yesterday to the union buildings earlier. We're also joined by Mamocheti Molobiane, who is a labor analyst. Thank you both uh, for giving us your time. Thank you very much, and again, thank you to the listeners. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We are coming to you from Johannesburg, right here in South Africa. I'm Asanda Beda, your host. Change Your Game, the program that promotes open discussion and social dialogue as we highlight real issues in the African entrepreneurship ecosystem. Trevor Mumba now joins us in studio to talk about his entrepreneurial and personal journey. Welcome to Change Again, Trevor. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here. Palesa Mukubong, who's a designer. Welcome, Palesa, to Change Your Game. Thank you. Your role at the fourth annual Fashion Without Borders event? I just know that I need to arrive and, and, <laughs> okay. and do my part and do it really, really well. It's 11.45.